What's up, friends? Okay, I have a pop quiz for you. I know you probably weren't expecting it right off the bat, but I just wanna dive in. <laughs> Do you get enough protein? And if you don't know the answer to this question, let this question be a prompt that maybe it would be a good idea to look into it and find out if you are getting enough protein. And the reason I bring this up is because, you know, our culture is so quick to give us all these new and sparkly and like real sexy tips on how to make our health better. But when we look at what I call my top four nutrition non-negotiables, getting adequate protein is one of the very first steps in making sure we have a diet that's going to adequately fuel our body. And most of us don't do it. I'll tell you right now, I did not eat enough protein until I started paying attention, until I started learning where it comes from in my diet and how I can get enough. And this is super important on two parts. Number one, I'm a woman. And we women just don't turn on the muscle repair process like men do. I mean, it's evident in the way our bodies are shaped. That being said, when we pull in adequate protein to our diet, it can completely change how we experience strength in our body. So I'm a huge fan of it as a female, as a girly girl. And number two, and this is applicable to every single human being, we're getting older. And as we get older, turning on that muscle repair process is something that becomes more challenging and we need more protein in order to do it. And so today, what I want to do is dive deep into protein powder supplements because the truth is getting enough and adequate protein on a regular basis as a busy, working woman juggling all the things, it's really challenging. And I think protein powder is a great tool to help us get there. But I wanted you guys to better understand it. So I actually invited Darcy back on the show. He was back on in the fall where he talked a little bit about his story and how he went from the pharmaceutical world into protein powder production. He's got a great story. If you guys want to tune into that, I'll link the show in the show notes. But as for today, I've asked him to come back on and talk specifically about some of the biomechanics behind protein powder production. What do we need to look for for purity? What does it mean when it says whey isolate, whey concentrate, whey protein blends? What do all these things mean? No one better to ask than Darcy Higgins. Guys, he is CEO of Grupo Nutrition and Polar Joe, which are two credible, delicious supplement companies offering high-quality products. Grupo Nutrition is a sports drink company that targets athletes specifically and then more recently, he launched Polar Joe to expand his fuel forward philosophy beyond athletes. I personally am a big fan of his products. I have a serving of Polar Joe almost once a day. In fact, I'm literally drinking one right now. It's one next to one of my four cups. <laughs> no joke. Is anyone else like this? It's like I only sat down for an hour to record and put this episode up for you guys. And I have my cold brew protein powder. I have my actual cup of coffee, which is like three-fourths of the way gone. I have a giant water bottle and then a Zevia because <laughs> apparently... It takes all four of these drinks to record a podcast for you. <laughs> you guys are in for a real treat today. I can't wait to introduce you guys to Darcy again so we can pick his brain about how protein powders are produced and tips on how we can choose high quality protein powders and understand some of the lingo on those labels. Welcome to the Fuel Her Awesome Show, friend, where we dig into nutrition deeds that are actually helpful and we learn to be nicer to ourselves. I mean, think about it. Those things you say about your body, would you ever say them to your friend? I don't think so. <laughs> I am so glad you are here. I'm Jess, registered dietitian, juggling mama, work, and wife life amidst all the things. I used to spend an insane amount of energy hating on my body and lost in nutrition, but now I have way too much on my plate. I cannot afford to mistreat my body. And because I have a history of struggling with food, I know I have to be careful with how I approach my health goals. 
This is why I'm so passionate about empowered eating. Sister, in case you haven't heard it today, you are awesome. And I have resources for you beyond this podcast. Check out JessBrownRD.com and take my body confidence workshop totally free. All right, grab a cup of coffee or two (laughs) and let's fuel your awesome with empowered eating. Well, hey, Darcy, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for coming on again. Thanks, Jess. Good to be here. Now, you're up in Canada, and like I think of Canada and I think of freezing. Is that true? Uh, not so much. I'm in, in Windsor. We're southernmost part of Canada, uh, so we're kind of equal or on the same plane as Northern California, and today it's uh, 44 degrees Fahrenheit. I just oh. had to convert that to... <laughs> to get into your uh, your world so yeah it's not too bad oh well that yeah that's not as bad as I thought I was envisioning like you on your bike in a like Eskimo jacket you know <laughs> I try to get outside uh, honestly I, I think you know I love to cycle and uh, I do a lot of cycling indoors um, on a Zwift environment and uh, I don't know if uh, folks will know what that is but I was gonna uh, say what is that Zwift basically my bike goes on to a trainer that communicates oh yeah with a whole system um uh maybe Peloton it's it's like an uh, an advanced Peloton if you will but uh it's a whole world uh online world which is uh makes cycling you know doable we've got groups uh, I've got a group challenge going on right now. There's 150 of us. We're all going across Canada virtually. Oh, how and cool. Yeah, it's super fun. But uh, yeah, we can all interact. Um, like we can ride together, see each other on the screen, all of that. So it's lots of fun. So how far across Canada are you right now? That's so cool. Um, I'm 630 kilometers. Um, and Out sorry, how I'm not going to convert that. Yeah, um, no worries. The uh, whole trip, the route that we've created is 12,500 kilometers. Uh, So we're just getting started. And for many of the riders, this will be maybe the biggest ride, biggest year they've ever had from a volume standpoint. So both their inside miles and their outside miles are all captured in Strava. Maybe you've used Strava before. Uh, No, Strava is a really cool app, um, can track any movement outside. So walking, running, hiking, uh, and I find it really motivational to see, you know, how far I've gone uh, or accumulated. It just, it it shows progress. Um, so that's, that's cool. what we're doing. And we have this huge map in my office that we installed to track this. Just for interest, I'll send it to you. Oh, after that's we're cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that sounds really in alignment too with your personality, which is going to show today because we're going to talk really about the scientific side of whey protein, but I can just see like how you've taken that number and like progress side and turned it into something fun and pulled it into yeah. something you enjoy. That's cool. Now I want to dive right in, but we're going to talk about, um, you know, the, the stuff behind supplement production and I'm excited to pick your brain about it but to before we even dive into that I'm really curious like what even drew you to this industry um well I I graduated uh with a biology microbiology uh degree uh, many many moons ago um and I got into um pharmaceutical uh company um I worked on the bench and then uh progressed into operations I I got asked to go into operations and as soon as I got into operations making things um you know leading people to make things um that was just it's where I love to be um and that uh went on to where I did some research and development and some other roles within the pharma industry so 
I was uh, super, uh, super experienced at uh, making all different dosage forms, which included powders like we do today. Uh, and then it's really through my athletics that I was drawn to what I do today. I uh, did a bunch of Ironmans and partway through my Ironmans, uh, I found that my nutrition wasn't quite where it needed to be. Uh, it was a limiter in my performance. So I, um, I sought out a better product. Um, that product eventually, um, I brought that brand to Canada, uh, opened a business. Uh, it, back then it was called Infinite Nutrition Canada. And um, yeah, I mean, I had the, the background, the knowledge um, you know, of GMPs and all of the things that you have to do to safely make products like these. Um, I had that knowledge. Um, I didn't have the knowledge to run a business, um, but uh, we kind of built the bus as we went. and. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to provide, um, you know, good nutrition uh, products um, that that make sense and felt like I was well positioned to do it. And I, I really romanticized about making my livelihood in a world that I, I love to be in. So being That's around awesome. sport and, you know, healthy living, um, that was kind of the, the dream way back in 2006. And I'm so happy that it's manifested and you know it's a reality today uh with grupo nutrition and polar joe of which i think we'll do most of our talking today that is so cool yeah you've really turned that dream into a reality and you produce these products that are that really serve a specific need now we're going to talk about specifically polar joe today which is your um cold brew protein and i've talked about this lots on the show i'm a huge fan i have at least one scoop a day or two scoops to get my my 21 grams from it but for those that are, you know, mm. newer to protein products, and I notice this actually in a lot of the clients I work with, I'll recommend a protein product. And there's a little bit of like a resistance mm -hmm, to it. Sure. Um, and I think it's just because we don't really understand. So I'd love to hear your take on the process behind protein powder um, production. Okay. Um, well, there's, um, maybe I'll start here. Um, there's, all different types of protein uh, uh, powders. Um, they all ultimately, um, like animal-based, dairy-based uh, proteins, all come from the, the same cow's milk. And it's really how it's um, isolated or uh, processed uh, to get to its final powdered form. Um, there's a whey isolate, uh, which is going to be 90% pure or higher. Um, and if I'm recommending to someone that they're going to use a, a dairy-based um, protein, um, it's always going to be a really high quality whey isolate. Um, the next standard is a whey concentrate. And by definition, it needs to be 80 to 90% pure uh, on a dried basis. Uh, and if you think about that for a minute, so it can be 20% uh, something else. Um, mm -hmm. And to me, that's 20% of something that I don't want. I want protein in my protein powder. So I always reach um, and recommend uh, a whey isolate and a very high-end whey isolate. And then um, below whey concentrate, you'll find um, just a whey protein. So by definition, it's less than 80%. So if we're in the whey category, uh, how whey proteins are manufactured, and I've been fortunate enough to go to uh, New Zealand and go to the very farms and the very processing plants where this um, this milk is converted into the end raw material that we use uh, the protein. Uh, so um, often your protein company, uh, a whey protein plant, 
will be right beside a cheese manufacturing plant. Um, mm -hmm. And that may sound funny, but um, back in the day, um, the byproduct from making cheese is whey. And that was just something they had to deal with. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes it would go into feed, uh, you know, for large animals. Um, but in time, they realized, hey, this is a really hot commodity. This is the whey portion. If we were to isolate it, uh, could be a very good source of protein. Um, so you'll always see these two plants beside one another, cheese, um, and then the byproduct of that cheese goes to uh, the, the whey processing plant, and that's where it's processed. So um, when they take the whey, uh, what, uh, we work with a company called Fonterra, um, and we use their very highest uh, quality protein, and I'll never vary from that. And maybe you can ask me later if you wish uh, why that <laughs> is. But um, they take that whey, and then it goes through um, two major steps. It's One is called ultrafiltration. I'll try not to get too sciencey, but ultrafiltration will separate the whey protein from everything else um, at a molecular level. So um, far smaller than we could ever see. It's, um, it's even smaller than microfiltration. It's ultrafiltration, which is kind of the gold standard. In addition to their proprietary ultrafiltration that they use to isolate their protein, they're also using uh, something called ion exchange. Uh, and then that further um, results in um, you know, an isolation of that whey isolate. And then you've got your really uh, high quality uh, whey isolate. Um, and I find that the, the more pure you are, like our, our protein raw material comes in at 93.9%. Um, it's amazing. And there's nothing higher than that. And why that's so important is it allows products like our Polar Joe to taste the way it does. So you don't have that off note from the protein. From a taste perspective, it's great. From a nutritional standpoint, if you look at the, if you looked under the hood at, well, what's the purity? And in particular, what's the leucine content? It's very, very high. It's at 14.3% uh, leucine. And leucine is the key amino acid that drives the muscle, you know, repair, muscle building. Um, mm -hmm. So you want it to be there. And then the last thing, it's extremely low in lactose. If we're selling into um, the US, I would be able to make a claim on our label that it's lactose free. It's so low. Oh, so, really? Um, yeah. So we have many people come to us and say, and I think this gets back to your question, why people kind of maybe cringe when they hear about a whey protein. They're maybe thinking of another protein that they've had at one point in time, and they got uh, bloating and GI upset. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. If you're using a really good quality protein, uh, that goes away. And mm -hmm. uh, you know, we all often twist someone's arm, you know, if they say, well, I'm lactose intolerant, I'm like, you know, try it. If, if it's not for you, we'll give you your money back. Mm -hmm. We're really confident that you won't have GI upset. I think, you know, I'm mainly a plant guy, but I do rely on our uh, dairy protein, our whey isolate. And mm -hmm. I take two servings a day um, and I'm, I never have any GI upset. Um, it's very well uh, tolerated. Yeah, that's incredible. And just to hit on that leucine piece again, because, you know, we know what that means, but for those that are listening that may have not heard that before, um, I want to repeat what you said, that leucine is one of those key amino acids that turns on the protein synthesis process. And then exactly. it gets more important as we get older. 
So I always say like, yeah, like I used to turn on that protein synthesis process. Awesome. When I was 18, but now, you know, twenties, thirties into forties and fifties, we start to slow down. So we need more of that concentrated leucine and whey is the best place to get that, which is why I am a big fan of whey protein powders. I want to highlight something else you said, because I think a lot of times uh, one of the arguments against whey that I've heard is like, oh, but we're not actually using the food that is like, where are we getting this way from and what's happening to the milk? And it's actually, I love that origin story of how we actually found that it's this byproduct of cheese production that we were wasting and yeah. we found an incredible use for it. Did you ever hear that song, Little Miss Muffet sat on her tuffet eating her curds uh-huh. and whey? Yeah. yeah. So all of a sudden that had meaning. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> now I understand like it's separated and we actually learned how to make something really powerful with that yeah. extra product. Often uh, I cringe when I call this a supplement, but it's, it's really coming from the same bucket of milk. And you know, when you have your two manufacturing sites beside one another, it can't be more clearly evidenced uh, than that. So it's, to me, it's a really isolated food. So I know that, I think that's a really valid point. Now talk to me a little bit more of the purity of product. So when someone is looking for a whey protein powder, can you let us know two or three things they should be looking for to get this high quality whey that you're talking about? So there's some labeling, um, the labeling practices uh, here in North America, whether it's Canada or the US, you have to um, disclose what raw materials are going in there. Um, and you'll see some companies, uh, they'll list um, a proprietary blend or uh, a whey uh, protein blend. And then in parentheses, you'll see that they'll have a whey concentrate, whey isolate, um, and maybe something else in there, whey peptides. We uh, think that you should pick a, a single whey isolate, there's no need to have whey concentrate. So when you have whey concentrate, you're getting more of the stuff that you don't want. If you want just pure protein, you need just whey isolate. Um, so and- why would why would companies put whey, whey concentrate in a blend like that? It's so just the, cost. Um, the filler? It, it, well, it's not so much a filler. It's just, it's a lower, um, it's a lower, uh, quality, um, maybe quality is the wrong term. It's a lower purity protein. Uh, so it doesn't cost as much. Um, our protein, um, this is in Canadian dollars, um, is like people would never believe this, but it's $32 a kilo of our raw protein that we put in our products. Wow. Um, so for, for our company, uh, it actually prevents us from using a distributor or being involved in bigger box stores because they all want to run with the distributor distributor gets some money uh, for their piece in it the retailer needs to make and then at the end of the day the price of the product has to be too high uh, in order for everybody to make money Um, and Mm -hmm. obviously we need to make a little bit of money we believe that we should just put it into the product Uh, Mm -hmm. so we're going to use the very best raw materials and then we'll find a way through e-commerce if we sell direct uh, that's one way we also work with uh, gyms and fitness facilities, and we have a model where we're selling directly to the reseller. Uh, and then that allows us to do what we need to do. It allows the product uh, to be sold at a price that's fair and competitive. But if you're buying our product, you're getting uh, a much higher quality um, you know, protein. Yeah. So it sounds like you're, you're refusing to compromise some of your ethics around how you view whey protein powder needs to be provided, but it's, yeah, it and, kind of puts a stop on it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, when this happened for me is 
I was talking to the Canadian Sport Institute, uh, a bunch of sport dietitians, nutritionists, uh, physiologists, and uh, one physiologist, he used to work for Power Bar back uh, a long time ago, and maybe for the last 15 years, he's been with CSI. He found out the protein we were using, uh, R895, and he was so impressed, like he knew the world inside out. And he was so impressed. And he says, I'm so, I, I can't believe you're using it. That's awesome. And he's, he told us all the specs. And when I heard that from him, he knew that that was the best for, you know, the high volume athletes that, you know, are competing on the world stage. I was like, well, I can't vary from that. Like if, yeah. if it's good for a high performance athlete, why should it be any different than a, an everyday person that just wants to live in a healthy manner? So it closes some doors for us, uh, to be honest. Um, you know, we get compared to, you know, maybe the price of some products that maybe at a big box store or Walmart or Costco or something. And uh, uh, we sell a different product than they do. That's mm-hmm. all. Well, and I can taste it. Your protein has no chalky flavor. It mixes very smooth. There's no GI upset. I mean, you can definitely tell the quality is different. So to go back to that question of how can people find whey protein powders with high quality, it sounds like first things first, they've got to see on the ingredient label that it says whey protein isolate and no other blends. And if it's just a protein powder, the carbohydrate level and sugar level should be next to nothing. If you see that creeping up, that's going to be lactose. And Mm. then, you know, the lactose um, is something that uh, is not, that's going to cause some issue with taste and -hmm. it will also uh, affect GI uh, afterwards. The other thing is if a company is using lactase, so many companies will actually add an enzyme to their protein and they, they have it as a selling feature because it, it will easily break down. Well, I'm of the opinion, if you don't put lactose in, then you don't need to add something to break the lactose down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the only other watch out is if um, you're buying a sweetened protein, make certain it's it's naturally sweet. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so zero calorie, um, like in the form of stevia, is a much better alternative than uh, sucralose or aspartame. Uh, mm. So, And if you're using a sugar, we use organic coconut sugar in the Polar Joe. It's a little bit lower on the GI, um, you know, index, which is helpful. And it gives it a a unique flavor as well. Mm -hmm. So that's why we do that. That's awesome. Okay. So look for the whey protein isolate, check the, it sounds like continue to check the ingredient level or ingredient list and make sure it is giving you, you know what you're getting from it. Yeah. And uh, sometimes uh, you'll see on a label, the actual amino acid levels. We don't do that for Polar Joe. This is a general population product and could do that. Maybe we will in the future. We do it on our, on the other side of the business. Uh, we, we report out on, you know, what 20 grams of protein would have from a leucine content. And that would mm-hmm. be like 2.9 grams. And if you can see the leucine content, the higher, the better. The leucine trigger, uh, that's a more complex uh, term. Uh, that's what initiates muscle protein synthesis. Uh, most uh, scientists will say that that occurs uh, with 2.5 grams of leucine as a minimum and the higher, the better. So um, if you can get something over 2.5, that's going to initiate protein synthesis, uh, muscle protein synthesis, which is what we're uh, trying to do with the protein. That's what we're after. I like it. Now you mentioned this earlier, Darcy, you had said you kind of cringe when you call it a supplement. Tell me more about why you don't like to refer to protein powders as supplements. Um, Well, I think it just gets lumped in with a, a, a big group of, um, you know, products. Um, and I think that there's a lot of supplements that are, um, 
really not necessary. Um, you should, you know, you should be getting the nutrients from real food. And I'm a real food first uh, guy. And I think that um, if we eat well, we can get almost all of the nutrients um, that we need from our real food. Uh, I told you I'm plant-based. Uh, so I take B12, um, you know, daily mm -hmm. because I'm not getting a lot of B12 from the foods I eat. I eat a lot of plants. Mm -hmm. uh, vitamin D up here in Canada is something I take. That's a supplement. Um, mm -hmm. We don't have enough sunlight, uh, especially in the winter uh, you know, months. And there's a few other supplements that I think are actually really make sense. Creatine, omega-3. Um, and then with protein, um, you know, I would rather someone, even though my business wouldn't be as strong as it is, uh, I would rather that people get all of their protein from real food. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes in our busy schedules, um, it's just not, not possible. So if I'm targeting, uh, I'm an aged individual, as far as the definition goes, I'm 55, and I need 1.6 grams of, you know, protein per kilo of a body weight. So for my 180 pound frame, 80 kilo frame, I'm about 130 a day for mm -hmm. grams of protein. And in order for me to get that in, um, in with my busy schedule, I find it hard not to add it um, through a product like Polar Joe or just a, a straight protein. So I use it as a little bit of a bridge to get to my numbers of 130. So mm -hmm. uh, I think it's very complimentary and it ensures that my muscle health is going to be where I, where I need it to be, you know, for my, the volume of work that I do, like the cycling, uh, and my age, you talked about, you know, it takes a little bit more protein to turn that mm -hmm. switch. That's where I need to be is 1.6. Mm -hmm. So um, I find it difficult to get it all from real food, that full 130. Uh, so usually I get about 40 grams from some of the products that we do a day. Yeah, it's a great addition. And, and the way I think of whey protein is kind of like, just a product of how modern science has progressed us as human beings and allowed us more resources. It's like, you know, even take a clock, for example, it's like, could we go through the day without a clock? And would that be nice to, you know, go through the day based on what the sun's telling us to? Yeah, it'd be awesome. But that's not the world we live in. Like we need something yeah. to help get us where we need to be. And I think whey protein is the same. It's like, yeah. And for my targets, I actually eat a little bit higher just because I'm a weightlifter and have yeah. some goals there. So my my target's more like 1.8 to two grams per kilo. Yeah. And for me to get there is super hard if I don't have, especially like trying to get um, quality doses of protein. Cause that's the yeah. other thing is, you know, to get that 2.5 grams of leucine and trigger that process, you have to get closer to like 20 grams of protein. And that's hard to get in a snack when you're in your car on my way to pick up my kids, you know, but if I get it from a protein powder, it's very doable. Yeah. And you, you, you touch on an interesting point. I, um, I think you know that I work with Dr. Stu Phillips. Um, he's mm -hmm. a guru in the space. And he once told me that, you know, it, when they've studied people that had a continual uh, low dose of protein throughout the day. Uh, so I could take my 130 as a drip and you know, mm -hmm. get it a little bit all day um, versus four pulses of a larger amount of protein the four pulses will always result in better muscle health, more lean muscle mass than if you just took it steady. Because when you take it steady, it doesn't initiate that trigger, uh, the trigger. Uh, so you actually don't turn the muscle protein synthesis process on. So um, that's so interesting. 
our grandmother said, you know, never skip breakfast, get, you know, you know, four, three square meals a day. Uh, mm -hmm. I think three to four meals a day um, or doses of protein is ideal uh, to help you get to your you know, overall target of, you know, whatever that 1.6 or 1.8 is that you're looking mm -hmm. for. Now, I want to wrap up with one final question, Darcy, and this is just something I'm curious about. Do you have a favorite fun fact about protein or the process of creating protein powder that most people wouldn't know? You know, I think the fun fact, uh, it just relates to, you know, the the raw material that we were fortunate enough to, to find. So um, when we started using protein, um, you know, in our products, we just sourced it. Um, it was what was available. And we were very fortunate that 895 fell in our lap. Not a lot of companies use it. It's a very high end and mm -hmm. expensive uh, product. But the fun fact is, is you can mix that with just about anything. And it takes on the flavor oh. of what it's being added to. Like, so we awesome. do we do a vanilla uh, protein uh, that's just the protein, stevia, and you know the, the actual protein. And we um, we add that to orange juice. Like uh, one of our customers told us about this, and it I don't know if you've had a creamsicle um, mm -hmm. in, in the summertime. It tastes like a creamsicle. You just That's it's awesome. unbelievable. <laughs> uh, just adding that protein, vanilla protein, to uh, orange juice, just normal, real orange juice. Um, it tastes amazing. Um, we've done some work with some hospitals um, in our local area. We've been in their kitchen and, you know, we've had folks that are on high protein diets and mm -hmm. we'll take something that's really enjoyable to a patient, um, you know, that they can tolerate like a chocolate pudding, put 10 grams of protein in that, mix it up. They don't know it's there. And now we've just balanced that protein out. So, uh, you know, the, the macros out for it. So the fun fact is really that, um, you know, when you're using something, you know, uh, of good quality. I think you can really experiment um, and awesome. you know, balance some of the foods out that, um, you know, uh, that that we eat, uh, that we really enjoy. And, and that's really how I probably told the story before of how our cold brew was created. It was just created at home. You know, I'm a coffee guy and we mix those things together and it tasted amazing. It doesn't feel like I'm not having a coffee. It feels like I'm having a really good cup of coffee. That's awesome. Well, you surely are helping people. I know you've helped me. You've helped a lot of the clients I work with. And I'm super grateful for what you're doing, Darcy. For anyone that's interested in getting Polar Joe, where can they find it? Online, uh, polarjoe.com uh, is, is the way that, uh, you know, you can go on there, simple order process. Uh, we ship it out daily. That's great. And you guys have been so great. You're offering all listeners a discount. If they enter Fuel Her Awesome at checkout, they get a discount. Well, thank you so much for coming again. I'm actually going to go make my protein shake right now. It's that time. Cool. <laughs> well, I hope you have a great day, Darcy. And thanks for coming thank on you. today. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity to talk again. I appreciate it. Cheers. Gosh, I'm so glad you joined me today. If today encouraged you, would you take a minute and encourage me by leaving a review for the show? I read every single one of these reviews and your words, they mean so much to me. This podcast is here to support you weekly, but it only scratches the surface. For more info on how you can become an empowered eater, grab my free workshop on how to become confident in your body without obsessing over food at jessbrownrd.com. Don't forget to join me right here next Monday where I cannot wait to fuel your awesome. Cheers, my sweet friend, and happy eating.